Welcome back everyone to Rabbit Hole Story and first of all another Merry Christmas. We said it in the last episode without realizing we did, yeah. it has gone out a week earlier than this but officially Merry Christmas to everyone. We do release it on the 25th and uh, we all hope you had a very good time with your family, not too many drinks and you're able to enjoy <laughs> it's it. It's Christmas, no one has a good time at Christmas Joe. Oh my god, I've seen these memes going around of people sort of like like hearing like shouting in the background and people like my therapist, they're trying to remind themselves what their therapist told them because mate, it's stressful. Christmas time is stressful. When families come together, all the history comes with it as well. But um, I've got some family that's just arrived um, from Chicago's, uh, my wife's sister. Um, I've got a friend coming down uh, very soon as well. Mate, it's gonna be a full house and no doubt a lot of stress, but there's gonna be a lot of food, there's gonna be a lot of drink, and so I'm just gonna sort of paralyze myself with alcohol, I think, for the next few <laughs> days. <laughs> so if there's any any unsuspected tweets or X messages, that's yeah, not the mate, that's if, his if, alter ego. If, yeah, that's right. If there's like misspelt tweets, you know exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, guys, it's been a year now. My goodness, Joel, what has happened this year i can't sort of keep up with it all we've been so busy we've been flat out putting out this content once a week and um, for me it's been a fantastic year i've never learned so much about uh, bitcoin and different perspectives different ideologies different narratives mate it's been an eye-opening experience for the last year i look back at a couple of our first earlier <laughs> episodes and it's it's cringe beyond belief but um, do you know what? we came out of our shell we found our own voice we we sort of like got our own rhythm going on and i think I, li I like the way it's evolving i don't know about you mate i mean the first thing with the uh you know watching for the first couple of episodes thing that was mm -hmm. funny because i did actually get a message when was that three four weeks ago from someone who who has seen like i think from like third or fourth episode every episode right 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 right, right. and uh, she mentioned like yeah, you can see that you guys feel more comfortable now because back then it was a bit of like, oh, should God. he ask or should I ask or, or what's going on now? So, but yeah, these, these yeah, things but take we've time. We've got like, a system going on now. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. You have to sort of, man, that's the whole thing. Like, we took a risk, right? We thought, you know, we'll give it a go. And um, yeah, it's, it's working out in the fact that, you know, we're getting loads of content out there. We're getting, like I said mm -hmm. earlier, like lots of voices in the space and I'm finding my voice. You've got your own voice. And I like the fact that we've got both different angles and different approaches in the in the podcast i'm kind of the more sort of deep thinking i'll go off on a fucking tangent situation and you're my yep yeah, yep yeah, this wallet that wallet this tech line and i'm like okay there's a bit of a balance between the two and that's what i think i like uh, when i'm listening back to our episodes and uh, less and less cringy every every time <laughs> behold that might return <laughs> yeah mate it might, might return yeah but i'm just actually scrolling through our guest list on our episode even doing this it feels yeah. like holy shit now i've arrived i know at, like, i'm the doing the one. same jeez mate shout out to angelo summers for giving yep. us a chance he he was our first actual guest on rabbit hole stories and um mate it was an awesome episode and it was a great starting point for us because obviously then we had his brother on the following week afterwards um it was great because angelo was like teasing his brother about the size of his thighs and he was able to bring that into <laughs> the following true. episode <laughs> Uh, shall we but actually mate, just it, go to yeah. the list of the guests? I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah, let's go quickly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Angelo, mate, I love Angelo's mind, man. He he thinks in some uh, ways that you know sometimes I I think you know I think I'm philosophical and deep thinking, but the <laughs> concepts he mate the concepts he comes up with and the abstracts and the the way he sort of constructs something uh, it's fascinating to me. And mm. um, yeah, he's he's a good one for that sort of stuff. And obviously his book, um, which was what go. Do Bitcoin. do Bitcoin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, that was great. Any other comments for Angelo there, mate? 
No, I was just about to say, if even Ian says that he's a deep thinker, like that must be that. that a, that's a huge compliment, and B, like, holy shit, he might get yeah, sidetracked yeah. in a couple of things he says. But yeah, definitely, he also has a good. Um, he also had a good video up explaining proof of stake to proof of um, work and such. Yeah, that was yeah, good as well. yeah, that was really, really good. Yeah, and um, Angelo, he's got a good um, sort of um, sort of. What I was going to say is, he's kind of. Um, an advocate for self-educating yourself right because obviously he left school quite early and um when when i was doing daniel prince's episode we were talking about education um i don't know if i brought it in but i wanted to i was intending to but okay so yeah that that whole sort of side of things was it's it's testament to the fact that you don't need these qualifications and these letters after your name and stuff like that to actually know your stuff and to articulate yourself well and to obviously sort of do the due diligence and your own education so that that's what's testament to that i think yeah definitely and I mean, the following week we had Theo, his brother on. Theo. Who I, if I remember correctly, back then he was either still working at finishing his parents' house or he was at his parents' place or something along these lines. So Yeah, there was a transition he was going through. But, mate, equally, like, really nice guy is the Summers family. And, um, you know, obviously they're very reflective and he's a really nice guy. And I, I, I had a more deeper conversation with Theo in real life over in Prague on the after party. Um, I was somewhat inebriated, but from what I remember, it was an interesting conversation. But for him, it was probably the endurance to try and get through this conversation with me. But yeah it was a great great episode with him as well um and then it was our first touch point with uh relay the relay team after that wasn't it uh with emo um yes. so that was a great episode with him as well now now i have to speak positively of my boss <laughs> not say anything wrong no, I mean... yeah mate congratulations mate first of all public congratulations for me i know i've, I've congratulated you in in private but um, well done for making it on to the relay team of they're very clearly hard working um and they're very dedicated and committed into the uh, bitcoin space and stuff like that so mate you've done great getting on board of that team and i've got to say you're an asset to it no doubt and the content that i'm seeing coming through now is obviously um you know proving that you're the right candidate for it but i'm not going to blow up your ego any more <laughs> than what i've just done and by the way, the content <laughs> had nothing to do with me up to this point. So like, oh well, well take it anyway, mate. <laughs> I was just I doing was... more. I was more fixes on the website and such until now. And like mm, speaking mm. to press. Ironically, I told myself if I ever get back into like a job environment because I've been freelancing for so long, um, mm, mm, mm. I will not get a job where I speak to the press. And guess what? What I had to do the first day when I was in the job, I had to speak to the How press. Was that? It was funny. You know, I had I did some calls, like they asked me what I do now. I told them I work for a Bitcoin mm. startup. Then they laughed. Then I was like, what are you laughing about? There's no second best. Go fuck yourself. And then, uh, Wait, is it still considered a startup then? Is that is it still considered I that? Say, and when does it I not become say, that? I mean, mm. I think the technical definition is like once you hit profitability, which we, mm, mm. I don't even know if we hit, I guess so. Um, so yeah. But I, I mean, you're still young, like you're you're still at that startup groove where, uh, I mean, we all work remote. Um, there is an office, but like people who go there, like work in compliance or, you know, if um, I think the, the chief suite has like meetings and such. So yeah, that's more or less this. But um, with Emo, that was, cool. that was also the first touch point where we had a recurring theme throughout our podcast, which is take people where they're at. And I remember mm, a lot of yeah. his statements about yeah, yeah. like, That's true. yeah, we're enthusiastic, but we have to be sort of the calm down versions a bit because uh, often it's it's too hype, right? If you go to Bitcoin Twitter or Bitcoin X or whatever. 
Yeah, absolutely. That was a good starting point for that. And it was a running narrative ever since, really. A lot of our guests um, sort of say the same thing. So it's nice to sort of get that verification again and again, really, into the space. And then we had Knut on, right? And he was like um, our first sort of um, what you would call maybe a Bitcoin influencer on our podcast. And he obviously offered his insights into um, not only his rabbit hole story, but also a little bit more about the aspects in his book that were somewhat more philosophical. And I think we brought a question in from one of our London Bitcoin space meetups into into the mix there as well. I like Kulit. I've got a lot of time for him. There's a lot of things that he says that really sort of make some difficult concepts um, easier to understand and particularly around his book Everything Divided by 21 Million. You know that was probably one of the uh, earlier books that I ever read on Bitcoin so it was, it was interesting to speak to the actual author himself to sort of like get a little bit more of an understanding perspective of where he was coming from with the whole thing as well and recently my missus that was her first actual Bitcoin book that she read because oh, cool. I was thinking I was thinking about uh, what book to recommend to her um, after speaking a long time and trying to sort of like get her to fully understand the because she had a lot of sort of like not doubts but she had some sort of um she couldn't quite grasp some of the actual things around proof of work and um uh, the energy side of things and uh, all that kind of stuff and that that really brought it home to her and now she's recommended that book to a few of her friends so we're kind of passing that sort of uh tone along into into our sort of side of things as well nice 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 and do you think uh does he still have these, let's call it doubts, or it has the book settled pretty much everything? No, I think that book, um, and I'm hes- I think that that was the book that pretty much um, brought it home to her. So that was probably oh, the, cool. her orange pill moment, uh, thanks to Knut's book there as well. So yeah, that was a good one. Nice, nice. And At Eden after that, right? Yes, Eden was on, who does the Bitcoin walk in Edinburgh. He also works for... Um, uh, is it either rootstock or uh, um oh what it was, was it river. Uh, no no uh, he's rivers and he's he's rivers yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry he didn't uh, was it uh, sovereign, sovereign or something yeah exactly it? exactly they yeah, use, yeah, yeah. They use it, some rootstock implementations yeah 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 and it was sort of like um sort of loans against bitcoin or something right exactly exactly that was sort of the first touch point for bitcoin on DeFi, and uh, also a great yeah. guy if any one of you is in like scotland and in specifically uh reach out to mm. him he does a walk every saturday so you know gotta put in the proof yeah. of work mate it's been a long time since i've been to edinburgh i usually go like once a year at least but i haven't been able to recently but as soon as i go to edinburgh i'm gonna make sure it's a saturday and me and eden are gonna go for a walk up that bloody hill and um, we're gonna have a good catch up i promised him and that promise is still gonna be uh, uh fulfilled i promise him i mean the year's uh, not over yet <laughs> Mate, there's no way that's going to... Mate, I've got a friend coming down from Edinburgh. That's, that's, <laughs> I doubt I'm going to go up to Edinburgh. But um, yeah, no, nice guy as well. He's a really nice guy and he's very active on uh, Twitter spaces and trying to get everyone to go out for a walk up in uh, Edinburgh. So if you're interested in that sort of stuff, um, have, a, have a, co- a conversation with Eden. And then another Relay member, Arsene. Um, who you work quite closely with now, right? He's a really nice guy, and he's got a kind of dry sense of humour. And uh, the first time I met, him, the first time I met him in real life, 
um, I was like, okay, uh, I think you're being humorous, but he's like very deadpan and dry about it. So it takes a while for me to sort of like get my head around that. But mate, he's a fantastic bloke, very knowledgeable. Uh, and he puts a lot of interesting sort of uh, tweets up there. And some of his tweets, I've got to say, have inspired some of my questions uh, that I put out there. And not all my questions uh, come from my wife, because I remember in the Bitcoin meetup, um, she was like, oh, yeah, some of it. And that became a sticking point that maybe she's questioning Bitcoin and not actually me. But Arsene, <laughs> um, it, 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 he's got some really interesting things that he puts out there and he does get my mind ticking. So thank you very much for that, Arsene. Yeah, he's a what funny you, bloke. Mate? He's a funny bloke. Uh, we spend way too much time on uh, on uh, our communications tool we use within the team, where we, we basically just had like memes back and forth, funny stuff we read online. Sometimes he sends me mm. like a tweet I need to translate into German or answer in German. Right, right, okay. So, so that's mm. funny. But he's, in all honesty, if you go to a conference, you see some of us at the Relay Gang, make sure to see if Arsene's there, because I think you'll, you'll just get to hear some jokes and some stuff which you would never, ever guess. And uh, definitely one of the funniest person to work with. Yeah, I'm fascinated about how his mind works. Um, but yeah, he's a really, fa- uh, really funny guy. Uh, who was next? Was it uh, Joe? Joe Hall? Joe Hall was next, yeah. Joe Nakanomo, yeah. Go on, I'll let you, I'll let you take the, I'll, I'll let you take the uh, spiel on Joe. I think I remember with Joe, we had a portion, obviously, about how the media works and like the struggles um, he has had in the media landscape. And if yeah. I remember correctly, he also mentioned something about, you know, losing his job during COVID and sort of actually diving mm. down the rabbit hole while doing some, it was either something in Canary Wharf, like fisherman stuff or, or, or in a warehouse or something. I, I do remember him saying something very, uh, very simple, very much you move from A to B all day. So he had enough time mm. to like put on big headphones and, and consume Bitcoin content all day, essentially. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then found a job at Cointelegraph and that sort of emerged. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we talked about creators and content and yeah, it was a funny chat. I've got a lot of time and a lot of respect for Joe. He does a lot of, um, he's like a genuinely lovely, nice guy. Um, but obviously, and, and, and with that, he uses that to his advantage, right? He can approach people and just discuss them and instantly they're at ease and not, you know, don't feel sort of threatened by his presence and stuff. And he's always giving away Bitcoin and things like that. And he travels the world. He's really trying to sort of like um, show the Bitcoin ecosystem, how Bitcoin is working globally and uh, what problems they might face and things like that. So it gives us a more of a, a broader perspective than just sort of like talking about the, um, you know, uh, South America and the struggles they got or talking about all these regions of the world like Cuba and things like that, that do actually have these struggles with the, their, their sort of like centralized communist countries and things like that. So he's really sort of bringing it home for us and providing valuable content. So I really value that in Joe's work. So, so Joe, if you're listening to this, mate, thank you very much for your hard work. And then we had our first um, Bitcoin miner uh, on the show. Uh, uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, aren't I? Because uh, the J's are different, right? Is it Haran? No, it's Jaran. It's just Jaran. <laughs> mate, see, I, I set myself up. Um, Norway mining, thinking. right? <laughs> yeah, I know, I overthink. See, told you. Um, <clears throat> And it was great to sort of like uh, have a discussion around because that was similar to the time where all this FUD was coming around with um, the energy use of Bitcoin mm-hmm. again. That that sort sort of FUD was coming around again, and it was nice timing really to speak to him about the uh, sort of renewable energies and uh, the realities of Bitcoin mining and stuff like that. Yeah, 
And then the following week, we had Susie on, who we mm. we actually got to her because of her um, City AM column, like one of the first ones, where she praised Bitcoin. That's right. And we went like, hey, do you want to come on? And it sort of evolved into a very, uh, if I remember, very fascinating chat also about how she got into Bitcoin um, mm-hmm. and all of the different aspects of what it's like to be a, a woman in Bitcoin and, and the renewable yeah. topic. I think we spend a majority of the time on there why it's just such BS what's, uh, what's actually being said about these things. Yeah, and she continues that mission today, right, with mm-hmm. uh, City AM and putting content out there. She's always putting content out there. So it's nice to have another sort of journalist with, um, you know, her own perspectives and being a woman in the space as well is valuable. She was our first, like you already said, um, a woman on the show. And um, I think it was around that time where you and I were probably discussing about trying to get in um, as many different voices in the space as possible, right? And sort of being conscientious with, with who we're bringing on and trying to get the brighter, the wider voices out there. And I think she was the trigger point for that. So thank you, Susie. And then it was our friend, mate, Alex, right? Yeah. After that, if I'm, I'm just quickly looking now. Yeah, it was Alex after that. I'm just Mate, thinking, what, what, what can we say now that Alex doesn't get in trouble? No. <laughs> There's nothing we could say that can ever get Alex in trouble. I mean, all, he right? has his Apart- issues. He has his issues with getting into Ubers and like not getting killed. <laughs> oh, guys, in Sky Scoop, the three of us were hanging out in Amsterdam. Uh, we all stayed at the hotel. Um, there was a lot of alcohol involved in our stay there, but it was a fantastic time, man. I've got a lot of time, like I said, uh, for many people that we meet, uh, but Alex particularly, he's remained a friend of mine. I know, I know you knew him before, um, but yeah, he and I stay in touch and we've got our own little group side chat going on all the time. So yeah, really nice guy. And uh, we were all out one night. We had a big steak dinner, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, Typical Bitcoin thing. You, yeah, 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 yeah. The stereotypical Bitcoiners went for steak dinner, and then after a few drinks, and um, we got an Uber. And then as he was getting into it, the Uber driver just started driving away, and like he was sort of being dragged along the roadside a little bit. And after I stopped laughing because you know I realised how serious it was and how much of a near-death experience he had, but um... <laughs> you just started laughing away, like <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help it. It was a knee-jerk reaction. I but, mean, he's, um, yeah, he sort of—he—he he didn't get killed. He sort of slit on the on the on like the pavement. So it, it looked funny to be honest, but <laughs> and the driver was like the stereotypical thing—an Arab guy threading around and going like, "Are you okay, boss?" Yeah, sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. Yeah. Sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. <laughs> then just shut the door and drove away. Um, yeah. So yeah, that—that's the inside scoop with Alex. But the episode was a good one uh, as well with his um his past in mm. banking. How he actually, I think that's safe to say how he was unhappy and sort of found Mm. Bitcoin at a very, uh, very um, ironic time in his life and then used it also as a way to get into freelancing and how he built his agency and stuff. So uh, that was Mm. also quite, uh, quite fun. It was a really good episode. I really enjoyed that one. And then we had Nico on um, and uh, we were talking obviously about his own content because he's got his own podcast in Mm -hmm. German speaking. content and obviously that was the first time I started getting a little bit of um, a podcast uh, video quality and background envy because he, he's got a mm. good setup there and um, he's a really knowledgeable guy and he's, he's got a lot of uh, interesting perspective and he gave us some feedback about our thumbnails at the time right yep exactly so he was he was also quite valuable in you know saying like hey I've been following because I met him in the summer again and then at all the conferences in the German speaking area mm. as well and we stayed in touch mm. uh, via telegram and things and he also 
uh, he also always gave great advice like hey have you tried this have you tried that so um that was that was quite cool and just generally how he from a very traditional journalism background got into actually you know talking about um bitcoin non-stop it seems at this point with his podcast mm. and with him as well uh last last thing i say it, it was the first really time i, I realized how uh, despite the fact that we're all trying to uh, do our own thing and sort of get recognized with our content out in the space, how collaborative it is and the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, we help each other out because obviously we're trying to get the signal out there for Bitcoin in different ways. And we do tend to sort of give each other feedback and help out. Um, and that was sort of like the first touch point for me personally with him and, and how we can sort of work together, even though we've got very much different content out there. Yes, yes, most definitely. Uh, Margot was next, right? Uh, our first environmentalist. She spoke a lot and she was quite vulnerable and open and honest about her experience in um, education. Mm -hmm. in um, academia, especially. Particularly around in academia, professors and things like that and, and how stuck they are in the sort of um, institutional, traditional mindset and they're, they're not really open to sort of exploring new ideas, which goes completely against what uh institutions are there for right they're meant to sort of advance and move forward and learn but it seems like that is um a, an issue that a lot of institutions and especially over in this country as well in the uk um you, you see the likes of oxford and Cambridge. they're steeped in tradition right and um i worry about tradition quite a lot and she's she's the first person that we spoke to about academia and how it might be sort of like um more um slower and less open to new ideas than what it should be yeah yeah and she also had a few um uh if i remember um critical points about the whole community a bitcoin community especially as well where she went yeah, yeah. Um, you know sometimes we don't uh, self-verify what's being said or just because there's a topic in the community we don't like we don't actually look into it something along these lines so um that was also quite um quite interesting that we had this coming up with her and she sort of uh yeah she's mm. been proving what she's been saying essentially so you know uh it's not it's not um like she hasn't done anything and just saying like oh yeah, i'm outraged by this she actually has done also proof of work and absolutely uh, yeah um now i missed my thing oh yeah then we had mary imaswan on who was the first yeah, yeah. um she was the first guest out of Africa, yes, where she talked about, uh, you she know, was, the yeah. adoption there and her journey into it, and especially her whole mm. thing about uh, gaming and Bitcoin and how she wants to use this to orange pill as many people as possible. So that was also quite a fascinating chat. May I, Mary is just like, I don't know, man, she's just like works so hard in the ecosystem like she's everywhere right but yeah mm. gaming is her passion and uh, we spoke a lot about that like you said we yeah we spoke about um africa and um how the culture is slightly different from what sometimes we might perceive it to be uh, she spoke about her childhood growing up in the philippines as well mm -hmm. yeah so that was a really really nice sort of episode to to listen into it's very sort of like insightful and uh, it, it caused me because um, after these episodes, mate, I go away sometimes and I think for a few days about it and I sort of like try to sort of like figure out where I am in the rabbit hole. And that's the value I get from from these episodes. It, it causes me to sort of rethink and check uh, my position. So yep. Mary definitely helped me on that journey. And then the Bitcoin Mermaid, mm -hmm. um, she was on the show and she was talking a lot about uh, music and being creative in the space as well. And I think I've seen a couple of her um, appearances on, on stage. Wasn't she sort of like recently in Bitcoin? Uh, where was that recently? Was it she, she was Bitcoin or something? 
No, she was in um, uh, so she was in Lugano as well. She was in El Salvador oh, as well. Lugano, I've yeah. met her. I actually met her at the uh, most randomly. There was a Bitcoin meetup in Zurich, and I was just like, um, well, I'm a bit tired, but like you know, I've lived in Zurich. Like, let's just go and say hi to everyone because I'm also mm, on my way back. Mm to London to uh, celebrate Christmas with the family. And then st I stayed in the bar, turned around, and sh suddenly she was there as well. So like, you know, super out of the blue, she appears. Um, but yeah, that was that was also fun when we heard for the first time that Bitcoin really could be a solver for um, people with less means, you know, people who grew up in mm. poorer communities and these kind of things. So um, she really gave an inside scoop into her own journey and uh, yeah. how she was brought up and like how she got to where she is now so that was quite fun and uh, i actually have or i know a few people who um, have seen her episode and then went like oh cool so you also invite like proper plebs on it wasn't just like the, the influencers yeah, yeah. and stuff mm. um so that mm. was also um uh, one that i just remembered where they went oh cool they're really they're really open to having everyone on on the podcast yeah, and we really are. We really try to sort of get as broad as uh, people as we can on. It's not just, you know, focusing on one particular group like influencers. But talking about influencers, our following guest <laughs> after that was uh, was Ray Youssef or Ray Paxwell, as he's probably better known in the space, right? And uh, he's, he's he's probably got the best voice in Bitcoin. <laughs> but yes, yeah, he's, that's he's true. Talk, he's, yeah, he's talking about his um, experience with Paxful and the uh, obstructions that he had to sort of face because it was all kind of tied up in um, US uh, red tape and bureaucracy, right? And he found himself in a, a situation where he couldn't uh, thrive his business as what he wanted to because of the old uh, sort of grip that these institutions have. But he, he seems to be finding his way into different avenues, right? Like uh, he spoke about CivKit quite a lot on there. Um, and now he's obviously working on various other projects, but he's very much focused on working in um, African communities and um, and yeah, he's very vocal about his, his opinions of uh, certain narratives of the West and things like that. So he's a good, valuable voice to have in Bitcoin. Yes, and we continue next week with a another friend of mine, Yael, who uh, is also now living in Vienna. And uh, I do remember speaking a lot about the different perspectives of, you know, oh, what's going on in Europe, what's going on in North America, Canada, especially, because right. he's originally from Canada. And uh, we also talked about his work because he works for a um, consumer think tank where they mainly focus on loads of different stuffs, like your right to vape. Um, why the EU is a draconian, tyrannical organization that wants to basically shut us out of technology, like we've seen with AI mm -hmm. and the the almost, I think they tried once a month at least to ban proof of work or to at least put it forward. So like, you know, he was able to give us an insight of what it's like to actually speak to these people because he does spend a lot of time talking to lawmakers and these things. It was just funny having or imagining having a Bitcoiner in these circles and, you know, having to explain why using more energy for a particular thing is actually positive and not negative. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, what I took absolutely. away. And he has a, he has a, he also, I think he has also a great voice for radio. I think he used to be on radio. If he I really remember does. Correctly. Yeah, he really does. And um, he was obviously giving us a bit of an insight about classical um, mm -hmm. liberalism as well and his, his um, sort of... Um, ideals and ideologies and perspectives around that so that was an interesting perspective as well and we had our good old q on afterwards after that <laughs> um former bitcoin magazine um what was i don't know what his title host would have been. host i would host. Say. Yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah um yeah and uh, he, he was obviously talking to us a little bit about 
obviously his rabbit hole story like all our guests do but also about um his perspectives on capitalism and he spoke a lot about um i think it was like the middle east or something like that and uh having access to people having access to funds and how bitcoin can be a solution to that so we spoke a little bit about um all that and a little bit about his life living in his mm-hmm. mum's basement in los angeles <laughs> that's true that's true we hope he we hope he escaped <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't stay there too long, mate. You don't want to do that. No. Uh, <laughs> so the next one was, uh, I mean, Pizza Day, we did celebrate that with a short episode, but then uh, we, we did, had yeah, Jason just... Meyer on, another, mm. Mm. let's call it environmentalist slash different um, uh, corner of the Bitcoin thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so obviously, uh, Progressive's case for Bitcoin, his book was, um, I, I don't know if his book was actually released at the mm-hmm. time we recorded it, or it was imminently about to, but I think he, it, it, we recorded a bit earlier, but he, when we dropped the episode, it was just the release week, if I remember correctly. Right, okay. And I had difficulties getting to that one, but you spent most of the conversation, um, you spent most yeah. of the time there with him speaking to that. But um, it was an interesting episode. And obviously, we spoke, uh, you spoke mostly about uh, progressives and mm-hmm. uh, what their, their insights are. And a really sort of nice, approachable guy and a little bit about education. I think I asked a question about... Um, whether he has any difficulties um, in the educational mm-hmm. system, but it seems to me that he was saying no because you know he, uh, where where he where he certainly is based that they they seem to be quite open to new ideas. So it maybe yep. gave me a little bit of uh, uh, an eye opener as to obviously the the what it's really like on the ground in education. Yes, and I remember him saying that you know it does just take a while until people get curious and then you can sort of guide them mm, down the mm, rabbit hole. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was a fun chat and. Following that, I think we had the most dramatic entrance to any of our episodes, where at like minute yeah. three thirty, whatever, our guest just drops that like his his dad essentially killed his woman, uh, his uh, w- mom, and mm, I remember mm, sitting mm. in that episode with Ivan going like, "Holy shit, Ian, what should we do now?" But he he really he handled this like a pro, and it was obviously part in his rabbit hole story, which was quite essential because mm. he then had to look after his uh, his sister and you know find ways mm. of uh, essentially earning. A, way, a living wage um so th- i remember this episode like holy shit this is the most dramatic episode we did with, in terms of intro but it was also a great mm. chat about lightning and how creators can use um breeze because he works for breeze, breeze especially yeah. to you know get their foot in the door i mean yeah it was it was um a hard thing to hear and uh, but mm-hmm. so i i really i really sort of i respect and lean into people like that who are vulnerable about their life story like that mm-hmm. because you know we've all got our, our pain in in life we've all gone through our difficulties but blind me he's he's really sort of suffered um uh, more than a lot of other people have and uh, being able to actually say and explain it and and sort of bring that out as part of your story in a way that um you've dealt with and now you can bring um positivity and move forward and learn uh, from that and obviously he, he he very much attached bitcoin to being able to use that as a way to inherit and pass on your mm-hmm. wealth without all these complexities that the system sort of restri- like keep us back from so yeah that was a really good one um andrea um was next with open tip and his uh project about sort of uh, creatives having the ability to get instant lightning payments for their content and funny enough we still today use the qr codes mm-hmm. for open tip on our on our 
episodes. So whatever QR code you see down in all of our previous episodes, that's because on the back of Andrew's episode, uh, on his episode where we were speaking about putting uh, this sort of stuff on onto our content. And so with that, you know, we, we, we believe in the whole value for value thing. So if by any chance you find any value in anything we ever say, as rare as it might be, you know, zap us some sats and this is the great opportunity and we spoke about that. What else was he talking about on that episode? Uh, um, he spent a lot of his time um, studying uh, Chinese and European economics Chinese, and, and yes. these things, yes. Um, <laughs> You just look like, oh yeah, I remember Chinese for dinner. I just look like, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, yeah, we, yeah, we did speak about the differences in in economical thinking, mm, I guess. Mm, so mm. that was quite cool, and uh, we followed that up the next week with um, another relay member. You, you, you guys see a theme, um, <laughs> um, not, not on purpose, obviously. Uh, and that was Julian, right, right, right. and he's obviously one of the co-founders of Relay, and um, probably the first Bitcoin CEO we had on. Mm. And now we we have another guest here on the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is this is Curie. He's been desperate to say hello. So hello, everybody. This is Curie. Looks a bit grumpy. Are you happy now? Still grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> For the audio listeners, Ian just uh, basically um, put up his cap to Show, the camera. I, I, sh I showed everyone my pussy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to get flagged. Um, no, Julian talked a lot about um, life as a Bitcoin CEO, and you know what? It's that is actually a struggle as well. Like if you try and raise money, and you need to speak and tell everyone why Bitcoin only, and not why other shit coins and these things. So um, that was quite interesting. Yeah, and then we had a uh, Roid guy, aka Fred <laughs> New, <Guy>. on um, <laughs> head of the uh, Bitcoin Policy Institute in the UK, and. Um, he was a um, great guest. It was a really sort of interesting story about his uh, childhood in Africa mm -hmm. um, and his touch points with hyperinflation. So he's, he's sort of been able to come out of that environment and sort of like Bitcoin has helped him sort of like fully understand the impact of all that as well and uh, what they're trying to do over in the Bitcoin Institute with sort of like speaking to uh, government entities mm -hmm. in order to sort of try and get them to understand the value of Bitcoin. And then we had uh, Jordan on, if I remember correctly, the following week, who is just yeah. all in all doing s such a lot of work and hard work in the uh, UK scene specifically to get Bitcoin to adopt. He was one of the co-organizers of the um, Scottish conference in Edinburgh. And uh, yeah. he also gave us a good insight into, you know, his day-to-day -day life where he also has to speak to some very prominent um let's just call them TradFi guys, like he speaks to people like Fidelity and these people and, and sort of having to bridge that gap between them and the regular Bitcoiner and how we actually get more people involved in the UK. That was that was quite a cool yeah. chat. I think he literally just moved to London this week or the week before. And so uh, that was also fun. That's right. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit about the difference between London and uh, Scotland as well. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of differences. And then we had um, Adam again from Bloody Relay. Blimey. <laughs> uh, I think we've gone through the whole team. You know what the issue is at this point i just wanted to say at this point they could sponsor the show but now we can't because like i work there so like that's shitty <laughs> you shot us in the foot Joel. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it up. no but in all seriousness we took on adam because adam that week tweeted about you know um 
when re uh, lightning at relay and this is a question we get asked a million times on on social there as well and he was able mm, to mm. then explain how actually complicated it is to implement lightning in a self-custodial way as much as possible yeah without you know sacrificing ease of use because most of relays users are obviously newbies it's simple you should profit mm. from dca and all of these things um and he just wanted to actually give a, a scoop of uh, what this is like and this is to date our most downloaded episode so it also long oh, nice. into long into today we even get downloads in december from this episode in july mm, mm, um so mm. it was nice to see mm. also that we have this and um, this longevity and that people are actually interested in yeah. learning and understanding understanding how lightning works that's, that's one thing i think I, I, that's different for uh what we do is actually because i see this um as well i see sometimes the the count goes up on our pocket because it's almost like it's it's um a moment in time where people can go back and have a look at somebody's rabbit hole story and learn a bit more about these things rather than a week-to-week sort of update of what's going on in the bitcoin space it's actually what these people do and what they contribute to the space and i think then people can sort of go back and do a little bit of uh, research and things like that yep. so that's nice that we can they, they stand the test of time um and <laughs> we had pierre on after that was uh, the uh he was a filmmaker in the bitcoin space and he did the great reset documentary uh the great reset and the rise of bitcoin i think it was called uh, and he spoke a lot about his work as uh being in, in consultancy or something like that wasn't it yep um so yeah he was a really nice guy and he he, he was uh, one of our first guests that was sat in some sort of tranquil location and by some sort of <laughs> river or lake with some boat next to him or something like that that's true so, well we yeah that was a really nice episode um with with pierre and then who did we have after that we had the bitcoin racing we had the bitcoin racing team on with charlie and jason and to get to see how we can actually bring bitcoin to the masses through different forms of adoption because we guys usually go like listen to this podcast follow that guy on twitter and they went a completely different way they went like we like racing we see a gap there Mm. where uh, a lot of marketing is involved so like let's combine it to an orange pill people that was quite a fun chat as well yeah, speaking with Charlie and Jason, and uh, they were talking about going to El Salvador and their experience there and actually meeting Bukele, right? Or no, mm-hmm. it was Bukele's, uh, one of the Bukele's VP. sort of yeah. um, psychics and uh, the vice president and sort of talking about um, uh, racing and how they're sort of orange-pilling people uh, in that space. So yeah, it's a nice way of um, sort of in- introducing Bitcoin to people uh, via sport, and that was a great episode for that. Bailey, who was on next, um, our first um, podcast from the other side, uh, host from the other side of the world, literally. Uh, doing a lot of, yeah, literally over in Australia. Was it Australia or New Zealand? Mm-hmm. Australia, Australia. Australia. Sorry if I've offended you by suggesting that you're from New Zealand. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the British guy of... is looking down on that side of the world again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All criminals. Yeah. Talking, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but that was that was that was quite cool. Um, because I remember him being a mortgage broker, and how he mm-hmm. got into Bitcoin. And I think he sold all of his Bitcoin for a date once. That was the the number one thing that stuck with That's me. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, and he's he's obviously um got he's got a, a business set up um for selling Bitcoin apparel, uh, caps and stuff, but really quality materials. He was speaking mm. about the value for value stuff rather than the cheap stuff you might find um at a conference um when you're there, just to sort of like have a bit of a souvenir. But he's yeah. actually selling some really quality goods there. 
Um, so go and check out his website. And uh, what else did we speak about? We spoke a little bit about um, his new book, which was Orange Pill. It's uh, people's rabbit hole stories, orange pill story, really. So it's kind of similar mm -hmm. to what we do, but, you know, in a book format. So that was really good. Um, who was off that? Was it Daniel Prince? It was Daniel Prince. Where, uh, it was Daniel Prince, yeah. We, we spend, I think, the majority of that conversation talking about education. And I mean, you don't really have to tell people who Daniel Prince is, but that was really the one thing I took away from. Um, ironically, he's now also very close with, like, you know, my my brother knows his, um, I was about to say his sister, like one of his, his, his no, not one of his wife, one of his daughters. There you go. I've now right. found the right word. <laughs> Jesus, sorry, Daniel. <laughs> and um, yeah, it sort of evolved into this very cool thing where um, even if we meet today, the number one thing we talk about is education and like the lack of actually educating people. And I think we maybe mentioned Bitcoin like once and not in a sense mm, that like, oh, mm. Bitcoin fixes this, but you know, how can we use Bitcoin as an example to show people how to properly mm. self-educate or co-educate, whatever. So um, I remember taking this away and it was fucking hot when we recorded. I remember that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that, saying that, you know, our focus is Bitcoin, right? We're, we're all about people's um, rabbit hole story and getting into Bitcoin, but it's often that we just sort of go off with whatever topic that comes up, right? Mm -hmm. And Bitcoin, yeah, is the the found like the foundation of our topic, really. But we do tend to sort of venture into all different uh, side of uh, things, um, sort of adjacent to Bitcoin. So it's, that that was kind of something that we've really evolved into, rather than focusing specifically on Bitcoin. We want to learn a little bit more about other people's perspectives on their own specialities, and Daniel was really good for that. Um, th then we had Teresa on um she was talking about being a woman in the bitcoin space and um the obstacles um uh, that she's personally uh, faced being a mm -hmm. bitcoin uh, a woman in the bitcoin ecosystem uh, she's a journalist from uh, uh, from germany and uh, she's a, a spokesperson and pr a person mm -hmm. for anita posh yes. uh, so we're talking a lot about that as well yeah and we also covered a lot of the um you know uh, different aspects to Bitcoin. So you can look at it as a speculative asset. You can look from it from value for value, from um, obviously what Anita yeah. does to like educate. So that was um, also quite fascinating. And ironically, I remember ending that episode on a on a topic which we then picked up in the next episode with Luke. So that was also right. unintentionally without, I mean, we record these things a bit in advance, but like we don't know what guests are saying, how it ends and things. So I remember looking at the list now that like, oh yeah, that's true. She actually said this mm. and Luke sort of picked it up. So uh, that was also quite yeah. cool. Yeah, Luke uh, from Consensus Network, he works on the Freedom Footprint show with Knut as well. And we got his insights um from his experience of living in Canada mm -hmm. uh, and the struggles he's faced there. And we spoke a little bit about um, his sort of influence uh, from uh, voices outside of Bitcoin and, yep. and how that shaped his identity and now his understanding of Bitcoin and, and um, how it's all kind of meshed together in that way. Um, so that was good because he was talking a little bit about uh, was it Jordan Peterson and mm -hmm. um, other other voices in the space that he's really sort of found strength in and sort of carried along with that? So yep. that's really good and a really nice guy. And that's oh, that was one of my uh, most interesting, fascinating episodes as well. Um, 
Who do we have after that, bud? We had uh, Jose on from Ibex. And I do Jose. remember when we said before that we had uh, Bailey on from, Sco- um, from not Scotland, from uh, Australia, we had um, Jose mm. on from Guatemala. So like we also, yeah, in terms yeah. of geographical landscape, uh, Rabbit Hole Story really has been... Have we been on every continent? All over the world. Do we have some from Asia? On, I, I don't think so. We, we missed Asia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, like Alaska's now, but like we'll cover that later. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah Jose yeah, was yeah. funny to see the um, different use cases of Lightning because he's really someone mm. who says, okay, the first use case of Lightning is to actually bring payments to the masses, but it could also be a great bridge between, you know, coming together with TradFi um, and actually using banks and sort of the, the bad things we usually say as a leverage tool. So I do remember taking this away. I just with, hanging out with Jose is fun. Um, <laughs> it's always eventful. Like, either he forgets something or he gets on the wrong train so uh because we i we did meet in london yeah. afterwards so that was quite ironic but um yeah a great episode to learn more about the different use cases of lightning yeah that was really great and uh, when he was in london and he invited me out um that was a very good night out and we, we we stood there at the bar for ages just trying to put the world to rights and sort of like really sort of like bonded over that so that was really good really nice guy and um he was talking a little bit about um uh, some sort of history within his family about uh, government uh, um, overreach mm-hmm. and disappearing people and things like that and how the government can sort of really sort of interject their um, ideologies in, in ways that are somewhat nefarious, let's say. Um, and then we had Coach Carbon on. Uh, mm-hmm. mate, he's a, such a positive guy, right? He's a Bitcoin ballers. He's got his own podcast. Um, his own his whole lifestyle. His own gym. He's, he's all about um, sort of integrating lifestyle into Bitcoin and, and Bitcoin into like your lifestyle and in, in a positive way and motivational way and sort of like trying to sort of uh, live the kind of uh, under the Bitcoin ethos, mm-hmm. if you like. Right. Exactly. So he's really good. And he network marketing is his kind of bag. And he sort of tries to sort of integrate all of that within his his energy and moving forward in the space. So, yeah, really good guy. Totally, totally. And I remember then um, uh, leaving the conversation, I was like, yeah, I could actually hit the gym a bit more. And ever since talking to Coach Carpen, which was in, that was probably middle of August something, I did actually yeah, lose a significant amount of weight. So like, also hats off to him to get my fat ass moving. Um, the next Mate, week... well <laughs> Yeah, I mean, thank you, Coach. Uh, the next week, we also had Christian on, who is uh, mm. one of the... Uh, he's the head of R&D, I R&D. think, at CBD. Uh, Zebedee. Uh, sorry. And uh, that was a cool conversation because I remember him um, wearing a very cool, like, rock-inspired uh, lightning shirt. And we also talked yeah. about... We did talk about Asia there. We did talk a lot about the differences and, like, mm. his experiences getting sued by, like, uh, blockchain.com or almost sued at getting a uh, getting a letter from <laughs> Andreas Antonopoulos. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was quite cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, obviously, he's um, into his Bitcoin. Uh, I don't know, how do you refer to it? Coding. He, he likes to uh, create um, games and um, indie games and things like that. So that's his like passion. And uh, being working in uh, now, you know, a Bitcoiner focused on Bitcoin gaming. He must be living the dream, mate. That's his passion and he's, he's been able to sort of build upon it and he's talking about how they're going to integrate it into Nostra and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff as well right how, how's that going now since you spoke to that is that still a work in progress do you know yeah I think it, they're, they're slowly moving along but you know it's obviously a big feat um but they're yeah, doing great thing, from yeah. from from what I've seen on social and stuff and from what I've heard people how they use it and these things so you know 
It is. Um, mm, again, mm, there's sort mm. of one of these puzzle stones where people don't immediately need to get on like the self-custody super hardcore Bitcoin way, but they can use tools like Zebedee and, you know, all the stuff like Albi or whatever you want to call it to slowly get into Bitcoin. So um, that was that was also part of the discussion to, to, to have those tools ready and, um, you know, to show the different use cases. Moving over to a different part of the globe, Italy is where yes. we visited next, wasn't it? Milano with uh, Federico, who's a journalist in the space and he's got his own um, Substack or uh, mm-hmm. online sort of um, journalistic space that you can subscribe to. And uh, he, he, he's got um, some, you know, great perspectives. Um, and I'm trying to remember now that he's, um, was it, was it media, was it something, train, Bitcoin train? Bitcoin train, yeah. Bitcoin. It, it is in now. Italian, so I'm still trying to convince him because I'm, I'm keeping up with my Italian to listening to his stuff and or reading it. And I, I've been telling him consistently, like, you have to put out English content as well. Like, it doesn't have to be weekly like you do now, but, like, put out something once a month or something because uh, his writing is really mm. unique. Um, he doesn't mess around. Like, last week or two weeks ago, he um he basically woke up, chose violence, and went, went after, like, Max Kaiser and, you know, showed all, all right. of his past and, and how we should uh, slay our heroes and these kind of things. Um, and he's 100%. very outspoken about Bitcoin magazine. So that was a cool chat as well. And um, I yeah, did remember yeah, right. talking about a bit of CBDCs in there. And uh, yeah, just, just generally an Italian guy. So they're very lively, you know, they're very engaging. Mm. They, they really, they, they're really passionate about their stuff. So um, that was fun. Yeah, that was great because he did sort of say we should question the narratives are out there and sort of not always mm. sort of like just sort of go with the flow. And uh, well done for calling Max Kaiser out because sometimes he's a bit of a twazzer, right? <laughs> That's my opinion. But um, yeah, that was a really good episode. And then mate, then we're sort of getting close to sort of like our most recent episodes now. So mm-hmm. the next was Patrick Lowry um, in asset management in, in the space and high energy guy mm-hmm. his wife's uh a, a german. Ger- a german and he moved to uh, germany as well and he's talking a little bit about that but also about asset management and what happens behind closed doors in conversations that are quite interesting and he, he's obviously got um access to that, some of those uh backdoor conversations which is valuable to have somebody within the bitcoin ecosystem who, who can sort of mm-hmm. get an insight into those spaces as well yeah, the following week we then had also from, uh, so we had Patrick who talked about, you know, how do you actually talk to banks and, and institutions like BlackRock and these kind of things about Bitcoin. And then we also had uh, Ella on, Ella Hugh, who had actually mm. took me a whole recording and editing to realize, shit, she's the daughter of Lisa Hugh. So like, you know, oh, they, had, they oh, share really? the same yeah. name. Oh yeah, they look the same. But then I went like, oh yeah, she said her mom is actually a Bitcoiner. So it took me a while. Yeah, but yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she gave us a great insight of trying to sneak in Bitcoin to the academic blockchain world because where yeah. she studies it's sort of the hub oh, no. where you know uh, blockchain focused research is done and ai is done and all of these things mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah that was also quite interesting and uh, seeing the different perspective of like how she's trying to orange pill and influence that world compared to how patrick does it the following week so uh, that was also a nice contrast <laughs> yeah and we spoke a lot about the different generations within bitcoin mm-hmm. as well and her, her efforts within um, the bitcoin space under her generation uh, then we had Alana, uh, another filmmaker. Uh, she was dialing in from abroad as well, and she was talking about her uh, film um, Dirty Coin and um, the shorter version Stranded. Stranded, right? yeah. 
and uh, the, the uh, learnings that she's taken place uh, in relation to that and spoke quite a bit about mining and mm -hmm. other perspectives and, 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 and the uh, lifestyles within Los Angeles and their sort of um, weird and wonderful ways of thinking about uh, society. Um, then we had Leon, um, who's into real estate, and then he was talking a lot about how uh, we should, um, or companies should really sort of think about integrating Bitcoin into their businesses as a store yep. of value and, and making that part of their business plan for when times get tough. Yeah, shout out to Leon, because I'm also in contact with him now with my work, because we recently just uh, actually released the Relay private numbers where you've seen really real estate investors are freaking out right now because they're losing, I wouldn't say so much money, but they're losing all the gains that they've made in decades now with cheap money on basically a, a realistic economy, let's just say it, because like, you know, mm, the central banks mm, had to mm. raise uh, the rates, otherwise we would have inflated our money away. It, they sort of had right. to use these tools and real estate was just fucked this way. And they really are moving stuff yeah. into Bitcoin now as a flight to safety. And I've been spending some of the last two weeks uh, close in contact with Leon as well. And it's always amazing that he actually has these ideas and he's able then to tell them and in a very, in a very unique mm. way. So I think it was also a very um, deep thinking episode to understand how a lot of these let's call it older generations think because obviously someone investing into real estate does have a bit more life experience than something someone yoloing everything into a meme coin so <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe they're like 60 year olds who yolo into meme coins i don't maybe <laughs> but right, that right, was right, that was right. quite cool to to have that and um yeah, to actually realize, oh shit, so the real estate guys are not much different than us Bitcoiners. The only difference is we're a bit more uh, self-dependent from, you know, the banks and shit. So uh, that was that mm -hmm. was quite interesting to to have that in a conversation and to talk to him. 100%. And then we had uh, Sanjana um, mm -hmm. from Wiser Rap and talking about gamified learning. And, and obviously, like... We're trying different ways. We've got a podcast, right? We're trying to sort of get the Bitcoin signal out there in our own little way, right? And sort of like getting our voices heard and, and showing that the Bitcoiners in the ecosystem are uh, diverse with different perspectives, different ideas, but we all share the idea of like, the fundamentals of, of Bitcoin. Yeah. And this is our way of educating people, right, in a way. Mm -hmm. But she's found this uh, way with Wiser <clears throat> to sort of like educate people through gamified learning, uh, similar to that of like a, a Duolingo type setup uh, by sort of simplifying the complexities of Bitcoin where you can actually earn sats by doing that as well. And she spoke a lot about uh, being a woman in the Bitcoin ecosystem as mm -hmm. well. So it's nice to sort of have these sort of different um, experiences within the same ecosystem system and how uh, some people uh, struggle more than others um, so that was a really good one yeah the following week we then had uh, probably actually the best backdrop to our videos with sam from the lightning store mm. who i remember has a huge art collection and we talked a lot about art music lightning and sort of yeah. how the um actually how bitcoin is quite close to like punk rock so that was a fun episode and i mean sam just has like amazing merch you know he's a fun dude a good friend of Moss yes. from the Lightning Ventures team, so uh, that was that was also fun to hear some stories there, and uh, yeah, just good, a, yeah. a very chilled episode. That's what I took away from it. It was very chilled, and um, I went out after the episode and bought myself a mutiny T-shirt mm, from true. his Lightning store, and uh, yeah, no, it was great. It was it was nice paying for stuff uh, using Lightning and getting mm -hmm. it shipped out to you. It's, that's great. And then we had uh, Rob um, on, who's speaking a lot about sort of um, more kind of 
getting in touch with one's own mm-hmm. self, your inner self, if you like, and sort of very reflective and sort of your inner strength and how your uh, body uh, or your mood affects your body and um, how, how Bitcoin can sort of be a way for you to think more, um, well, free yourself from some yep. of the heaviness that's out there in some way as well. And he lives in Madeira. And uh, he was obviously talking a lot about his um, experiences out there and he's touched upon Western medicine and all that kind of stuff. That was a good one. I really like that one. Yeah, we had that following by Oscar, the wise rabbit, who we sp- uh, who spent a lot of his time during the summer to protest the ECB. And he went, he's also a climate um, activist and talked about the... Um, Actually, the overlap between both communities and how, you know, the climate activist could use Bitcoin and Bitcoin could use the climate activist. So that was also fun. Um, and yeah, he also promoted his um, his actions where he protests in front of a bank every Saturday. Um, I think it's called Saturdays mm-hmm. for Satoshi. And uh, that was also quite fun and uh, sort of led us down the little bit of activism route because the following week we yeah. then had Dadu on, who obviously does spend a lot of time in the black Bitcoin community and trying to educate mm-hmm. um, uh, that part of society and trying to showcase them that, you know, for the first time in a while, you do actually have access or equal access to a monetary system rather than obviously compared to the fiat system. Yeah, and um, yeah, super insightful guy. And obviously, he's um, part of the Black Bitcoin Billionaires crew yep. as well, uh, back in the clubhouse days and things like that. And we spoke a little bit about yeah being uh, black in the in the Bitcoin space and um, the uh, maybe unhelpful narratives and yep. the language within the space as well. So yeah, that was a really cool one. That was really great. Um, and then we had uh, Samuel, who's... Um, building and working hard at um, hardware wallets uh, in the space. That was a good point. And uh, yeah, well, you know, I do my best, mate. I'm the dad, dad joke connoisseur. Just, <laughs> just ask my family who roll their eyes every time. I heard I it. I heard out. it until here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, um, he was talking about trying to sort of like uh, widen up the scope for hardware wallets rather than just a specific use case but maybe sort of integrating other things with it so it can be like an everyday accessible tool that we use and trying to think of different new ideas around that so that was quite cool yeah definitely and we also have cleared some of the um, misconceptions about what's air gapped what's open source so that was fun mm, yeah and that's um, true. yeah to keep sort of the european vibes going that week we then talked to bram who is a mm. bitcoiner out of the netherlands and i remember because he has a podcast called uh, bitcoin for millennials and we did find out that i'm just a millennial and ian has just missed the mark to be one so we but we were all kind of close to each other anyway we understood the jokes right. and you know we sort of vibed on one 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 equal playing field let's call it and uh, i do yeah, remember yeah. him being super engaging super funny having really fun stories off camera as well so that was also mm-hmm. just one of those recordings where we sat down we talked for an hour and a half um mm-hmm. and some really great snippets and a lot of um life conceptions is what i would say came out of yeah, this yeah. like you know how why are we bored what do we do why do you choose this at one specific age so that was quite interesting with him yeah, I think he's quite a philosophical mind as well. And he's speaking a lot about being in the, in the stadium, having a seat in the stadium and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how how we should sort of like u- utilise that now. What can we do to sort of like 
in, uh, bring Bitcoin into the masses. And he's obviously doing a great job with um, his podcast, um, Bitcoin for Millennials. And then we had Alex uh, Svetsky on. We spoke obviously a lot about um, Spirit Satoshi, AI. And uh, I asked the question, what is intelligence? Just as mm -hmm. a broad question. And um, obviously that's not an easy uh, question to answer, but Alex accepted that question with grace and he, he, he gave it um, a very interesting answer and sort of very, it's obviously what I got from his answer is that he's, he's very considered and he's obviously very uh, much thought about uh, what intelligence is and matching that to AI and, and sort of our misconceptions um, of the sort of main narratives that are out there with AI and AGI. Definitely, yes. And... Um... It's also interesting to see he because Alex has a very um, I wouldn't call it aggressive but very outspoken personality on Twitter, and mm. um, you know in his podcast I think we had a very not mellow but like very chill back conversation and we we actually talked about a lot of also you know these again hype topics that you just have in a Bitcoin community like well, I remember before starting mm. he went like I went out uh, and I had dinner but you know oh fuck I hate steak and I hate that we have this in the Bitcoin community saying that steak is for everyone or something like this. So that's you know, true. Yeah, we that had a lot true. of that as well in that episode, and I hope that people would be able to sort of clear misconceptions or ideas they have about him. Yeah, that's true, and, that, and that's what kind of prompted my question because when he said that, because I know he, he, some of his ideas aren't necessarily mainstream, right? And uh, he's a bit of a what do you call it a, a contrarian in the space as such, and that prompted me to ask, you know, what is what are the uh, idioms or sound bites that Bitcoiners use that you don't necessarily subscribe to? And I listed a few, and he's like, yeah, the Bitcoin's for everyone. One he doesn't <laughs> subscribe to, and he's saying it's Bitcoin for anyone, and he he gave a rationale as to why that was so it's nice to sort of sort of get these different perspectives in and up to our latest guest now mate and that is philip um and the author of the dirty silk road i think that's what it's translated uh, from german i don't know what the how you'd say in german but he he spent a lot of time in in china so he spoke a little bit about economics the silk road um and how our Mis how we misconceive some of the narratives mm -hmm. over here in the West towards the East <clears throat> and how we sort of use China as a uh, example, as a sort of like uh, social credit score, CBDC um, thing. And um, we should really look at ourselves really about what we got here and the surveillance we're under here at the West and how we should sort of like stop looking over there and sort of looking at our own issues as well. Most definitely. And it was just another, I'm saying another German guest, because I'm also trying to bring the Germans into the English space a bit more. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was very, very relaxing. I did record it from my grandparents' place. So I remember, you know, worrying a bit if the TV next door was too loud, because, I mean... Right. They don't hear a thing at this point. Like they're, they're super deaf. Um, but that was funny. Me sort of sitting there worrying, like, "Oh, is it too loud now?" And uh, but throughout that, the conversation was great, and I think it was also a great answer to our uh, "All roads lead down to Bitcoin" question, where mm. Bitcoin is actually like silk because it is smooth. But it shows all the uh, edges it still has. You can; it's very transparent if it wanted to be, um, and you could basically use it to trade from China to Europe. So, great analogies essentially in that podcast as well, and sort of a nice um, episode before Christmas. And essentially, whatever we're recording now, where we did that feedback and what we actually did in a year. Mm, wow, that's 
mate that's a lot of episodes and mm -hmm. if you guys are still with us here watching this episode mate well done and um i hope you've seen some of these episodes and if you haven't if you like the uh, sound of some of the things that we say go back and have a look and like i said these are like time capsules these rabbit yep. hole stories are enshrined in in time now so go back and have a look and see if any of them sort of like um tickle your fancy um and uh, yeah i hope you enjoy the dive down the bitcoin rabbit hole and if you ever want to um, drop us any comments or feedback, we're always open to. And like I said, that open tip QR code might have appeared at some point or was down there at the moment. So if you found any value in what we do, then please just zap us some stats. We're very much appreciative of that. And uh, Joel, do you want to close the episode? Sure. And I mean, at the end of the day, we do have uh, loads of episodes lined up into uh, the last week of 2023. So there will be one out next week as well on Monday, 6 a.m. British time, like every day, uh, like every week, sorry. And then we have loads of great guests into the new year as well. And uh, like Ian said, if you have any suggestions, even if you want to come on to the show, I think we mentioned it only once or twice. Um, send us an email to show at rabbitholestories.co or send us a DM on X or Twitter or whatever the hell it's called. Mm. And uh, yeah, we'll get to arrange this because this is the idea behind the show. We want to showcase mm. how unique Bitcoiners are, different concepts, ideas and experiences that all led us to this weird internet money slash store of value slash um, uh, aggressive, <laughs> passive aggressive Twitter community. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to another year and, you know, to just putting out more of our conversations because it's been it really evolved into you know meeting once a week between you and i Ian, and and sort of interview great minds and see what they have to say 100 guys so thank you for tuning in and stay curious <laughs>